Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of Atomic Habits, Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear, narrated by Larry G. Jones. To achieve greater success in any field, we must break bad habits and build good ones. In this book, James Clear draws on insights from cognitive and behavioral science to provide a powerful four-step plan to help you create better habits in any area of life. What are atomic habits and why do they matter? Atomic habits are tiny routines and behaviors that build on one another to multiply outcomes over time. We tend to prioritize big breakthroughs over tiny improvements when it's those small daily decisions and actions that truly matter. If you improve by 1% a day, you don't just become 365% or 3.7 times better in one year. Because of the compounding effect, you actually become 37 times better. The reverse holds true if you slide by 1% per day. Regardless of where you are now, your habits define your trajectory and future outcomes, for better or worse. For more than 100 years since 1908, British cycling had nominal international success. In 2003, David Brailsford became its performance director. He transformed the team's results through a program of 1% changes, from redesigning racing suits to experimenting with massage gels and pillows for sleep improvement. The British team won 60% of all available gold medals in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, then went on to set 16 records at the 2012 London Games. From 2007 to 2017, they won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic and Paralympic gold medals, achieving one of the most successful runs in cycling history. All these came from incremental 1% changes. Tapping on the Compound Effect Habits are hard to change, partially because they take a long time to deliver visible results. You won't become a millionaire after saving money for six months, and you'll still be out of shape after going to the gym for three days. Often, we make a few changes, fail to see results quickly, and slide back into our old routines. For maximum positive compounding, you must stick to your daily actions long enough to cross the plateau of latent potential. An ice cube sitting on a table looks the same as the temperature rises from 25 to 31 degrees. But at 32 degrees, you suddenly see visible signs of ice melting. Likewise, bamboo can shoot up 90 feet in six weeks after quietly developing roots underground for five years. It's the same with good habits. You may not see results for some time, then, one day, you suddenly start to see exponential growth. The key is to keep going until you reach that tipping point.
creating behavior change at three levels. You can affect change at three levels, outcome, process, and identity. All three are important, but the best way to change is from the inside out. Focus on the person you wish to become instead of the external outcomes you wish to achieve. When you focus on goals alone, like your ideal weight or business profits, it doesn't guarantee success and may even create problems. First, goals can reduce happiness because if we don't reach the target, we think that we failed in spite of our progress. If we achieve our targets, we may relax and stop our good habits. When we focus on outcomes, we tend to address the symptoms instead of the cause. For example, you can clean up a messy room, but it'll become messy again quickly if you don't change your habits. Long-term change can only be sustained at the systems level. With the right systems in place, the results will take care of themselves. The most powerful source of habitual change is at the identity level. Your sense of identity shapes what you do, which in turn reinforces how you see yourself. You may start a habit due to short-term motivation, but you only stick to it if it becomes a part of who you are. Don't just read a book or have a reading routine. Become a reader. Don't just run a marathon or work out regularly. Become a runner. To fulfill your potential, keep expanding and elevating your identity. The Habit Loop now, let's look at how you can build better habits with four key steps. Habits are basically mental shortcuts to help us solve problems. That is, to get to something we want or avoid something we don't want. Specifically, there are four parts to habits formations. A cue sparks a craving, which triggers a response, which brings a reward. For example, your phone buzzes when a message comes in. That's the cue. This sparks a craving to know what's in the message, so you respond by grabbing the phone and are rewarded with the contents of the message. If you keep repeating this, your brain will link the cue with the reward, such that you'd automatically reach for the phone once it buzzes. That's the habit loop at work. Using that habit loop, James Clear presents four simple laws to build good habits and break bad ones. To build good habits, make it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. To break bad habits, do the opposite. Make it invisible, unattractive, hard, and unsatisfying. Let's zoom in on each of the four laws. Law number one. Make the cues more visible. Habits are automatic and predict certain rewards without conscious thought. To start a new habit, make your cues more obvious. But first, you must become aware of your habits. Use a habit scorecard to list down all your daily behaviors. From the time you wake up till the time you go to bed, mark each habit as positive negative, or neutral based on whether it helps you to become the person you aspire to be. Next, use the two most common cues, time and location, to implement your goals. 
explicitly state your intention to act using this formula. I will do this at this time in this location. For example, I will meditate for 10 minutes daily at 6 a.m. in the study. You can also stack your habits by tying a desired habit to an existing habit using this formula. After an existing habit, I will do this new habit. For example, after I finish my tea each morning, I will meditate for 10 minutes. You can even stack multiple habits. For example, after finishing my tea, I'll meditate for 10 minutes, then plan my daily tasks, then start doing the top task. This creates a chain of habits that you are more likely to sustain. Redesign your work or home environment to make the cues for desired habits more visible and make the cues for bad habits less visible. For example, if you want to encourage your employees to drink more water, hide the soda in the fridge and place water everywhere in the office and cafe. Set up unique locations for different habits. In short, don't try to change your habits through self-control. Once a habit is formed, you'll intuitively fall into it once you're exposed to the cue. The best way to break a bad habit is to remove the temptation altogether. For example, if your phone is distracting you from work, put it in a different room so you're no longer exposed to it. Law number two, make the habit attractive. We take action only when we expect it to produce a reward. The more rewarding the action, the more we'll repeat it, until it becomes a habit that we do automatically. Thus, to form good habits, we need to make them more attractive. Dopamine is a hormone and neurotransmitter which affects our motivation levels. When dopamine levels rise, we feel more motivated to take action. Human beings are programmed to respond to certain inbuilt motives, for example, conserving energy getting food and water, feeling loved and accepted. A craving is merely an expression of such underlying motives. The goal is never in the action itself, but to change an inner state. People smoke to relieve stress and spend hours on social media to feel connected. Dopamine is released not only when we experience pleasure, but also when we expect it. Habits are so powerful because the cue is enough to trigger an anticipation of a reward and hence motivate you to act. If you're addicted to smoking or gambling, you'll experience a spike in dopamine levels before you even light that cigarette or place your bed, which prompts you to take action. How can you make a desired habit more attractive? First, use temptation bundling, that is, Pair something that you need to do with something that you want to do. For example, only allow yourself to watch reality TV, what you want to do, when you're working out at the gym, what you need to do. Alternatively, you can combine temptation bundling with habit stacking. For example, you'll watch 30 minutes of reality TV only after your gym workout. Second, Make use of your human need for belonging. Our behaviors are strongly influenced by our community, and we tend to imitate the habits of 
three groups of people, people close to us, like our family, friends, and colleagues, the masses, and people with power and status. To better build habits, join a culture where your desired behavior is the norm. It'd be even better if you share something in common with that group. When you develop a shared identity, for example, we're readers or we're runners, it reinforces your personal identity and facilitates long-term change. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. In short, the key to building a good habit is to create the belief that an action is worth repeating. Associate good habits with positive feelings. For example, associate saving money with financial freedom, not sacrifices. Or do something enjoyable just before tackling a difficult habit. On the other hand, if you want to break a bad habit, play up the negatives and bad feelings that make the habit unattractive. Law number three, make the steps easy. The more you practice something, the better you become at it and the easier it seems. The best way to build a habit is to practice it and the best way to start practicing it is to make it easy. We tend to spend so much time and energy trying to figure out the best way to do something that we never get around to taking action. That is, we end up with analysis paralysis. Real learning and progress comes from actively doing something. The law of least effort says that we're programmed to conserve energy and will gravitate toward options that are the least effortful. Habit formation depends more on the frequency with which you perform the action than how much time has passed. To master a habit, you need to repeat it so many times that it becomes automatic that is, you've built both muscle memory and brain memory to make the behavior effortless. To apply law number three, design your tasks and environment to reduce friction. That is, make the actions as easy to do as possible. You are more likely to start and sustain one push-up a day than 100 push-ups. Fit the desired habits into the existing flow of your life. For example, you are more likely to go to a gym that's on the way to the office than one that requires a big detour. You can also automate or set up your environment to reduce friction for future action. For example, lay out your workout clothes at night to make it easier to start your morning exercises. In any day, there are a few decisive moments that shape the trajectory of your actions and choices. For example, whether you decide to bike or drive to work affects your options for the day. Whether you change to your workout clothes or pajamas determine what you do thereafter. You can also use the two-minute rule to develop many habits that lead to bigger ones. Identify a simple two-minute version of your desired habit. To run a marathon, the first two-minute habit could simply be to change into your workout clothes. 
Keep doing this until you're consistently changing into your workout clothes every day. Then move on to the next easy step, which could be to step out of the house and walk 100 steps. Gradually expand your routine until you're ready for a full marathon. Do the reverse for bad habits by making them hard to do. For example, make it inconvenient to watch TV by unplugging it and removing the batteries from the remote control. You can also buy food in small packets so it's inconvenient to overeat or leave your wallet at home so you can't overspend. Ideally, take one-time actions to make the bad habits almost impossible. For example, replace all your big plates with small ones so you'll eat less or set up an automatic bank transfer for your savings plan. So far, we've explained how to make your habits obvious, attractive, and easy, all of which motivate you to take action. However, to repeat the action, you need law number four, create instant satisfaction. Basically, actions that deliver instant rewards will be repeated, whereas actions that deliver instant punishments will be avoided. Logically, most of us know the value of delayed gratification, yet our brain naturally seeks instant gratification. It attaches a higher value to a definite reward now over a possible reward in the future. Bad habits, like smoking and overeating, persist because the immediate outcomes feel good, whereas good habits are hard to form because the immediate outcomes, like giving up chocolate for a salad, feel bad. The minty flavors in toothpaste are added not to make your teeth cleaner, but to make your mouth feel clean and fresh, thus giving you a satisfying experience when you brush your teeth. How can you use this need for instant gratification to your advantage? First, give yourself an immediate reward whenever you complete a good habit or avoid a bad habit. For example, when you pass on a milkshake, transfer $5 to your account for holiday savings. In short, make sure that a desired action ends off with a satisfying experience. You can also use a habit tracker to make your progress more visible and satisfying. Mark on your calendar each time you complete your desired habits. This acts as a visual cue to trigger repeat action creates satisfaction each time you complete the habit and shows the progress you've made. Never miss an action twice, as that's the start of a bad habit. On a bad day, it's still much better to do five push-ups instead of your usual 20 rather than to miss it altogether. To break bad habits, make them instantly unsatisfying or painful you can also write a bad habit contract and get a partner to hold you accountable to it. Since we want others to like and respect us, this will add a social cost to make our habit failures more painful. We've just explained the four laws to form good habits and break bad ones. We'll now touch on three additional concepts to use habits to become truly exceptional. First, Align your habits with your talents, interests, and context. We're all born with different genes and abilities. These don't predetermine our successes and failures, 
but they do influence what we are most suited to do. For example, someone who's very tall may have an advantage in basketball, but not in gymnastics. When you align your habits with your natural abilities and your environmental context, you'll improve much faster. So, if you prefer rock climbing to running, then build exercise habits around the former. Explore different options and gradually narrow down to the areas that fit your natural strengths and inclinations. Tasks that fit your strengths are likely to be enjoyable for you but not others, give you higher-than-average returns, and feel natural and energizing for you. Second, stick to your habits by learning to manage your motivation and boredom. The Goldilocks rule says that our motivation peaks when we work on tasks that are just at the edge of our abilities. That is, they're not too difficult nor too easy. It's a delicate balance between constantly challenging yourself and making enough small improvements to stay motivated. Make it easy at the start, then push yourself progressively to the next level, scoring a few wins along the way so you can see the progress and feel inspired to repeat the cycle. Mastery takes practice, yet repetitive practice can become boring. When we're bored, we abandon old but effective strategies to try new but unproven strategies, thus sabotaging our own success. Use variable rewards to inject novelty and surprises into your routine. Vary the type and pace of your rewards to maximum dopamine levels, memory trigger and recall, and speed up habit formation. Finally, learn to manage the downside of good habits. Once you master something, you can do it automatically without thinking, but you also stop trying to improve it consciously. In fact, research shows that once we've mastered a skill, our performance tends to slide over time. To attain mastery, we must combine habits with deliberate practice, zoom in on the smallest success ingredient, practice it until you've internalized the skill, then build the next ingredient upon this foundation. For 18 years, comedian Steve Martin worked on gradual improvements to his routine. Each week, he focused on adding one to two minutes of new material, then practicing, experimenting, and refining his approach to achieve his eventual level of mastery. Establish a system of review and reflection so you know if you're improving, plateauing, or declining, and can assess if you should upgrade your habits, take on new challenges, or redirect your efforts. You can evaluate your progress in terms of your habits or activities. For example, what went well, what didn't go well, and what you've learned. Or you can assess if you're becoming the person you wish to be. Evaluate the core values driving your action, whether you've been living with integrity, and how you could set higher standards for yourself. Although a desired identity can help us to build a habit, it can also restrain your growth. Pride associated with an identity can prevent us from improvements. For example, a veteran teacher may stick to tried and tested teaching methods instead of trying new approaches. When you identify too much with one aspect of your life, it could bring an identity crisis when that thing is removed. 
For example, when a vegan changes his diet, when a soldier leaves military service, or when an entrepreneur sells his business. The solution is not to peg your identity to any single aspect of your life. Keep reviewing your performance and habits to develop self-awareness and continually redefine yourself as your circumstances change. Conclusion You now know how to build atomic habits and use them to achieve mastery and exceptional results. Initially, your actions may not deliver a noticeable difference. However, if you keep layering small changes on top of each other, the results will add up and you'll eventually reach a tipping point where it's much easier to stick with your good habits. Remember, the holy grail of habit change is not a single 1% improvement, but a thousand of them. So long as you keep building one atomic habit at a time, you will achieve extraordinary results. The book also includes Clear's personal journey and experience and many true stories of people, from artists to business leaders, who have achieved mastery and success using atomic habits. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes.